This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Game time with Boomer Esiason. This week's guest is the winner of two unanimous Hart Trophy selections, the NHL's finest player and Edmonton Oilers captain, Connor McDavid. Presented by Geico. Today's guest is the textbook definition of a generational talent. He is coming off of a sensational season in which he scored an amazing 105 points in 56 games and led the NHL in scoring for the third time in his six seasons in the league. Now, what's more, he became only the second player in 97 years to unanimously win the Hart Trophy as the NHL's most valuable player. It's my pleasure to welcome the great Edmonton Oilers center, superstar Connor McDavid. Connor, welcome to game time. Great to see you. Thanks so much for having me, Boomer. Really happy to be here. All right, so where do you put all this hardware? Do you send it back home to mom and dad's house, or do you have it in your own house? <laughs> I got it here uh, here with me in Aurora. Um, the NHL sends out uh, little replica trophies, so um, I've got a couple of them here in, uh, in my place in Aurora. When you saw the Montreal Canadiens make it to the Stanley Cup final against Tampa Bay this year, were you thinking, why not us? I mean, you guys had a great year, and of course I just extolled the virtues of your particular scoring uh, uh, prowess this year. Um, yeah, of course. I think, um, you know, uh, many time, uh, anytime you see a team uh, like Montreal, um, you know, do what they did, um, you know, it obviously, uh, it, it kind of gives everyone that hope for next year that, you know, it can be you. Um, you know, just uh, there's, there's a certain type of magic that just happens for teams, and Obviously, they, they had that this year, but I think for any uh, any team that, uh, that that played against Montreal, any of the Canadian teams that played against them, you know, nine ten times this year would tell you that uh, that it, it was no fluke. Um, they're a team that was was built for the playoffs. They're big and strong and, and mean. Um, you know, they, they have great goaltending. Uh, they're well coached. Um, mm. you know, they uh, they had all the the, the tools to, to do it, and you know, obviously they had a great run and just came up a bit short against a, a great Tampa team. There hasn't been a Canadian franchise that has won a Stanley Cup since you've been born. <laughs> so I'm thinking there's a lot of pressure on you guys in Edmonton to get this done. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on Canadian teams uh, each and every year uh, to, to, to you know, make the playoffs and, and go on runs and, and obviously to ultimately bring it home. And, um, you know, I think that's something that uh, in Edmonton we'd obviously love to do, to, to be able to bring a cup back to not only Canada, but to Edmonton, you know, with all, all the, the long-standing history of the great players and the Cups, um, you know, um, you know, I think it obviously is something that uh, that we're dying to do and, and work uh, each and every day to uh, to accomplish. 
the league is growing. The popularity is certainly getting better. I, I would imagine for you, when you acquire somebody like a Duncan Keith from Chicago, who himself has won three cups with the Chicago Blackhawks, you as the captain of your team have got to be pretty excited about playing with somebody like him and uh, a guy of his stature. Uh, absolutely. I think um, anytime you can bring in someone like Duncan, you know, who's, uh, who's already one of the all-time greats, um, certainly one of the, certainly the, the, the greatest defenseman in, in, in our generation. Um, you know, I think it's uh, it's special to, to be able to play with a guy like that. You know, I've had a conversation with him already. He's excited to be in Edmonton. We're excited to have him. You know, he's hungry to win still, which is surprising with all the winning he's done. But, um, you know, he's, he's hungry. Um, you know, just as hungry as we are. So I think, uh, you know, it's really gave me a little, uh, a little, a little jolt in, in my offseason training in terms of motivation. Not that I need a ton, but, you know, just uh, excited to see um, our GM, you know, put it all out there for us and, and uh, you know, go out and get some, uh, some players like Duncan. You know, I hear a lot about other superstars in other sports talking about wanting to be consulted about players being signed and, you know, how come somebody hasn't asked me about players that they're being drafted, you know, or that they're going to draft. Do you ever feel like you should be consulted by the Edmonton Oilers as to what they're doing in the front office? I have to give uh, give Kenny a lot of credit in our in our management team. They they uh, they for sure keep me in the loop. Um, you know, they ask for my opinion. Uh, that doesn't mean they always use it, um, but they, they they for sure keep me in the loop. And and I really really appreciate it. I think uh, you know this is this is something that we're all trying to build together. And and uh, sometimes it's good to get a player's perspective. Um, you know the, the game is uh, is a lot different. Uh, you know, on the ice, then, then sometimes it looks off the ice. And, and uh, you know, the, the combination of, uh, of guys in the dressing room, um, when you're not in there, it's, it's hard to feel. So it's not always a bad thing to get your your, uh, your players' opinions. And I know Kenny does a great job of keeping, um, you know, kind of our core guys in the loop. And, and, uh, and I certainly appreciate it. Yeah, that's a very good answer. I can't even believe you're 24 years old. I mean, that's just such a mature answer. All right, we're just getting warmed up with the great Connor McDavid. Stay with us as game time continues right after this. Game time with Boomer Esiason, brought to you by GEICO. Welcome back to Game Time. Connor McDavid's father, Brian, was a hockey coach in the Toronto area, and he believed his young son was skilled beyond his years in the sport. Now, according to McDavid's mother, Kelly, he kept saying he's special. And I would say, oh, for goodness sakes, every kid thinks they're going to play in the NHL. Get that thought out of your head. And thank goodness for uh, your older brother, Cameron, and of course, your dad, Brian, what did they see in you or what do you think they saw in you when you were that young that you were going to be this special? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think probably just the, the drive. Um, you know, for me, I was always uh, out on my rollerblades, working on my game, you know, playing with my, my older brother, as you said, Cam. Um, you know, he was four years older than me, so keeping up to him like any younger brother was always uh, always something that I'd love to do and, and compete with them. So, um you know, a lot of credit goes out to, to him as well. So not sure what uh, what they saw, but uh, that maybe that had something to do with it. According to your mom, when you were three, now this is your mom talking, you'd put on roller skates and fire pucks in your unfinished basement. Now, is it true that you lined up all your stuffed animals and said that they were your fans? Is that true? 
<laughs> That's uh, a little embarrassing looking back on it, obviously, but uh, you know what? I, I, I loved it. Um, you know, like any, any Canadian kid or any kid that grows up loving hockey, um, you know, you put yourself in situations and, and, you know, picture yourself scoring that, that overtime winning goal or that Olympic winning goal or, or, or something like that. And I certainly let my imagination run down there and, and uh, you know, I've scored lots of, Although I haven't scored any overtime goals yet, I've scored lots of them uh, in my basement. So um, <laughs> certainly fond memories looking back on it, um, and uh, I just just grew up loving the game and, and wanted to uh, want to be as good as I possibly could and, and live out my dream. You know, growing up in Canada at the age of 15, you go to the OHL, you go play for the Erie Otters, and you were dubbed the next one. Now this was a playoff of Wayne Gretzky's nickname, the Great One. And Gretzky himself said that you had the potential to be a Crosby, a Gretzky, a Lemieux. And I'm thinking you're 15 years old, and the great one is saying these things about you when you were that young. Could you even fathom that somebody of Gretzky's stature would even think of you that way? Yeah, um, it was it was definitely uh, it was definitely a lot of the time, um, and, and and I remember thinking that uh, you know I'm not sure I'll ever get to that level and. Obviously, those guys just to be in the same breath with those guys is, is so special. And um, you know, I grew up a, a massive Sidney Crosby fan, and, and you know, he was playing just down the road uh, from Erie in, in, in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, there, so we got to see a couple games, and I got to meet Sid in the room and stuff like that. And um, you know, just to, to be to be around that, it was uh, it was it was so special. So um, you know, to be to be compared to those guys, and, and to, to still be here six years later in the NHL. You know, still being compared to those guys, I, I, I'm obviously doing something right. But you know, the next thing, uh, the next thing on the list is uh, is to go out and, and win, like those guys all have. Looks like the NHL has given an opportunity for you guys to go and play in the Olympics in Beijing. Um, what will that mean to you to represent Team Canada, assuming that you're selected to play for them, which I'm sure you will be? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, NHL players not getting the opportunity to go in 2018. Um, you know, that was upsetting obviously um and everyone kind of just assumed that we were going to go this time and now with covid and all these crazy things going on in the world it's obviously a little bit up in the air again but um you know i i, I certainly want to go i mean for for me um to, to play you know in the nhl and win the stanley cup is obviously a, a massive dream but to to play in the olympics and win a gold medal for for your country is is a whole nother one and to be able to have the opportunity to check off uh you know, those boxes would be would be so special. We'll return with Connor McDavid right after these messages. Brought to you by the Ford Bronco Sport. Built Ford Tough. It's time for a change. Instead of working from home, work from your luxury suite at Midtown Manhattan's crown jewel, the Kimberly Hotel. Now offering special monthly rates with the most impeccable safety and hygiene protocols to keep you safe. You're watching Game Time with Boomer Esiason, brought to you by GEICO. Welcome back to Game Time as we continue with NHL MVP, Connor McDavid. You know, on the eve of that 2015 NHL draft, uh, Connor, you were considered to be the most anticipated NHL prospect in decades. However, you know, when you were drafted, you said you really didn't know what to expect and were you just being humble or just trying to say the right thing at the moment? Because I think that you and your heart knew that you were going to be a great player. You know, honestly, I'm, I was being truthful. I think, I think for any, uh, um, 
know, I think for any young kid to, to go up to a professional league, I mean, that's just something that, that you've experienced as well. I mean, going from college to the NFL, I'm sure is a, a massive step. And, um, you know, for, for, for me going from, from, from junior hockey at 18 years old to, to playing in the NHL against grown men, I think, um, I think it's, it's, uh, it's a massive step. Um, it's probably one of the biggest jumps in, in, in all sport. That's obviously a personal opinion, but, uh, um, you know, to be 18 years old and go out there and, and, and skate against you know guys you know, over a decade older than you, it's uh, it's it's a pretty pretty wild feeling. So I truthfully didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, I'm very grateful for the guys uh, in Edmonton, the leaders in Edmonton, Taylor Hall in particular, Luke Gaz, that these guys that you know I live with that, that brought me in and made me feel welcome and um, you know kind of gave me a, a, a place to, to call home. It uh, certainly made the transition smoother. I'm on a hockey team myself right now. How sharp are your skates? Like, you know, what, 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 what's the sharpening level that you use? Um, so I, I get them done usually around five eights. Um, we play in the Pacific Division, so and this is how detailed it gets. I mean, we're, yes. we play in the Pacific Division, so we go to California all the time, and the ice is 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 really soft in California. It's just how it is. It's hot weather. The ice is a little softer, so. We play down there. I get them a little, a little less, a less, a little less sharp for a little more glide. So, um, but yeah, usually around five eighths. Yeah, yeah, I'm all about the glide too. I don't know if you know that, but uh, yeah, I'm a five eighths guy too. So it's good to hear that that we actually have something in common. You're um, so right. back, <laughs> back to hockey really quickly. You know, what was your debut like? I'm just trying to think. So you come in, you know, everybody's saying you're the next one, and you proved uh, that you have been, become the next one. I'm just trying to think when you first stepped on the ice and you started to be aware of what it was like to play in the NHL, what was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, I remember being out there in warm-ups. Uh, we were playing in St. Louis, um, and St. Louis was a good team. Um, they still are, obviously, but they were kind of building building the team that they that, that, that was going to win ultimately win the Cup there in 2019. And, you know, they had a lot of the same pieces, and I just remember how, you know, in warm-ups, skating around, uh, you know, the rink was so bright, fans were already in the building, but I remember looking down the other end and thinking, oh my God, they are the biggest team I've ever seen. You know, they had like David Backus, uh, Colton Braco, uh, Parasenko. Uh, they, I mean, they were just a massive, massive team. And uh, I remember thinking in my head, like, how, how am I, how am I going to get through this game? I'm going to get killed out here. But uh, <clears throat> thankfully, uh, thankfully I made it through, we ended up losing. I didn't play all that great, but uh, it was definitely uh, an exciting night for sure. You know, when you're a rookie quarterback in the NFL, defenses test you. They come at you. They talk to you. They chirp you. They want to hit you late. They want to shove you late. Has anybody or did anybody try to test you early on in your career that you can remember? I can't really remember a specific uh, moment. Um, there's for sure some, uh, you know, the, the young guys for sure take a little, uh, a little heat. Um, you know, the respect is definitely earned out there on the ice, just as it is uh, out there on the football field. So um, you got you to earn your earn your stripes, and uh, and, uh, and it takes a while. I mean, I'm still uh, I'm sure I'm still earning respect from some guys, but um, you know, it's uh, it's definitely a fun experience. More with Connor McDavid right after this. Game Time with Boomer Esiason, brought to you by GEICO. 
Welcome back, everyone. Led by Captain Connor McDavid, the Oilers reached the playoffs back in the 2016-2017 season for the first time in a decade. Edmonton advanced to the conference semifinals where they lost to Anaheim in seven games. You know, Connor, on my radio show here in New York, I'm constantly trying to educate fans who may not be, you know, hardcore uh, hockey fans like I am, what the difference is between playoff hockey and regular season hockey. It's hard to explain, really. Um, you know, I think it's, it all sounds very cliche. I mean, when you're in the playoffs, every play matters, um, you know, every little detail, all these types of things, but it truly does. And, and, and everyone, you know, fights for every inch out there and, and, uh, and, and, and the games get uh, a lot, a lot tougher, um, you know, a little more physical, intensity ramps up I mean uh, you know guys lay it all on the line so um, it's hard to really put it into words but um, it's 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 definitely a, it's definitely a different level yeah you know you grew up a Toronto Maple Leafs fan I got a little bit of bad news for you but probably not so much because you play for Edmonton you know as of July they passed my New York Rangers for the longest cup drought uh, I know that you probably keep an eye on Mitch Marner and the boys up there in Toronto. Um, why is it so difficult to win in Toronto with all the great hockey players in the general vicinity that, that grow up there? I certainly know what it's like to be a fan in Toronto. Um, and it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough market. Um, you know, fans care so deeply. Um, they, uh, they, you know, they, they're, they're, they're desperate for for a winning team and, and they've had a good team for a long time now. Matthews and Marner and, and Tavares, I mean, they're certainly on the right track. So, you know, it's not, a, it's not a ton different though in Edmonton. I mean, fans care deeply in Edmonton, they, you know, the same type of media attention and, and, and stuff like that. So playing in, uh, in Canada is, is, is a little bit different than, than some of these other markets and it takes, uh, it takes the right uh, personality to be successful. You know, as a New York Ranger fan, we're going through what they called a rebuild. And, you know, you have to kind of stomach those rebuilds and you got to grow with young players like yourself. We have a guy by the name of Alexei Lafaniere, and we also have a Capo Caco, young kids that are 18 and 19 years old. Tell me as a fan that, you know, that they're going to be great. Can you do that for me? <laughs> you know, I can't tell if you're going to be great. I know that, uh, you know, they're, they're great talents. Um, you know, I'm six years in and, and, and still learning every day. I think, um, you know, still learning what it takes to win and, and what it takes to, to be successful in this league. Um, you know, so, the, so these kids are obviously uh, just getting their feet wet. And you know, I, think, uh, I think you've seen some, some big steps from, from some of them, even, you know, Alexi from the start of the year to the end of the year, just to see where he went to is, uh, is pretty impressive. So we'll be back to light the lamp one more time with Connor McDavid right after this. Drive into Manhattan for an unforgettable staycation at Midtown Manhattan's luxurious Kimberly Hotel. Treat yourself to New York City without the crowds, protected by our highest safety and hygiene protocols to keep your family safe. You're watching Game Time with Boomer Esiason, brought to you by GEICO. In June, the NHL Players Association released the results of its annual poll. And the players were asked if they needed to win one game, what player would they turn to? And, of course, the winner was Edmonton's Connor McDavid. And I got to say, Connor, you know, that's got to be one of the best things to see when, you know, the opposing teams are voting for you in a, in a, in a poll like that. Yeah, it's always special. Um, you know, they, they do these player polls every year. They handle the Ted Lindsay every year that's voted by the players. And uh, I'm usually you know, pretty high up on that list. And it's, uh, it's a really special feeling. I mean, these are the guys that you go to war against each and every night. And, 
you know, they have that respect for you and, 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 uh, and think of you that way. It's, uh, certainly means a lot. Hey, tell me about what Connor's corner is and what does that mean to you and the Edmonton Oilers and what are you trying to accomplish with that? Yeah, Connor's Corner is uh, it's a, a suite uh, that we have. We uh, you know we we donate it to to different charities and different groups and and you know just allow um, you know an underprivileged family or uh, a group of you know the Boys and Girls Club and, and things like that to, to be able to come to games or the the, St- the Stollery Children's Hospital you know different groups just to be able to come and, and enjoy the game um, you know feel. Uh, Feel like uh, they're, they're they're living in luxury for uh, for a night and and uh, um, and enjoy some some good hockey and and you know we're very lucky in Edmonton that we have so much uh, so much love and support and uh, to be able to give back and you know allow uh, a way for these people to come and, and watch the game and you know usually a signed jersey or a picture or a room tour or things like that I mean I think it goes a long way so um, definitely uh, definitely love that program I like the fact that you're paying it forward. All right, a couple quick questions for you before I let you go. Toughest goalie to score against in your mind? Uh, Carey Price. Good answer. Who's the toughest guy to win a faceoff against? Ryan O'Reilly. Who has the best power play in the NHL? The Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, you and Leon Dreisaitl are a pain in the neck to watch. I got to be honest (laughs) with you. I wish you guys were on my team. Uh, (laughs) Name two wingers from NHL history that you'd love to center for. I know that's a hard question because there are a lot of great wingers. I think, uh, you know, I'd love to play with, uh, you know, Alex Ovechkin. I mean, you know, 700 some odd goals. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, that's pretty special. So I think we'd be, uh, we'd be pretty good together. Um, and, uh, and maybe like uh, um, a McSorley or something like that from, from, uh, from the, from the 80s, just to, to, to keep you safe. I think uh, I, I loved his game. You know, good point. You know, very good point. As a matter of fact, one of the great Edmonton Oilers of all time came to my New York Rangers, and he won us a cup in 94. Maybe I'll see you, I don't know, maybe in 2035. Who knows? So anyway, (laughs) thanks to you, Connor, so much for joining us today. And to all of you for watching, I'm Boomer Esiason, and I'll see you again soon right here on Game Time. You and your buddies are going to a movie, you're in the car, and all of a sudden your phone rings, and it's Wayne Gretzky who's giving you a call. Now, did you think it was a prank, or did you realize that he was actually calling you? Yeah, yeah. So I was—I mean, the, the story is I was with my with my roommate. We we're going to pick up uh, another teammate, and sure enough, my phone rings, and, and you know, unknown number, don't recognize it, and uh, we had the tunes going. You know, everyone was, you know, uh, you know the car car was loud. So we turned turn it all down, and and, uh, and and took it seriously. And you know, this day, I I, I, uh, I still can't believe that uh, that that happened.